1: Hello and welcome to Rich is Not a Four Letter Word, the podcast for your wallet. I'm Jerry Willis with the Fox Business Network. Today, my special guest is Veronica Dagger. She covers wealth management for the Wall Street Journal and is an award winning personal finance reporter. You may have also seen her work in Barron's Market Watch and Yahoo Finance. Veronica is also a frequent guest of our very own Neil Cavuto on his FBN show Coast to Coast. Veronica, welcome. You know, I was thinking, how long have we known each other?
0: That's a really good question. Thank you so much for having me. I want to say like... Five years? Seven
1: years? I don't know. It's been a while. It's it's longer than that. It's probably longer than that. (laughs) Time flies. I know, I know. (laughs) Hey, congratulations on your podcast. It's called Secrets of Wealthy Women, if you haven't heard it. And I listened for the first time yesterday, and I found myself binging on it, listening to story after story. You talk to highly successful women about how they got there, and- how did you come up with this idea?
0: Well, there's this $33 trillion estimated worth uh, wealth transfer happening in the United States, and women stand to control a lot of those dollars going forward. And we looked around the marketplace, and we didn't really see a show or a podcast that spoke to – that issue and highlighted some of these incredible women who right. could
1: tell their stories of wealth
0: and success. And so we said, you I know love what? it. Let's do it.
1: I love it. You've interviewed lots of these successful yeah. women, including, let me name a few here, makeup artist turned entrepreneur, Bobby Brown, fashion designer, Rebecca Minkoff. And I want you to share what you've learned from these women. What do these women who are financially successful, what do they know that eludes everybody else?
0: Well, I think there's a couple of things. So there's some money issues and there's career issues. When it comes to their money, the idea of being financially independent is huge. And so what differentiates those women from the people who are just average is that they know what they own. They know what they owe. They know what their investments are. They make sure they get trusted advisors. They're going to pay low fees for the advice they're, give, they're getting and also the investments that they're um, putting their money into they take an active role in their finances so for example Sandra Bernhard She's a famous comedian. She's really great. She's very financially savvy. And she has a lot. She didn't tell me how much money she has, but she's done well for herself. But she says she always saves. She always lives below her means. So she could be living this extravagant New York City, California lifestyle, keeping up with the Joneses, but she doesn't do any of that. She doesn't have time for that. She's like, I'm not looking to impress anyone. I'm looking to be able to have financial security. So during those times when I don't get work, I have a cushion.
1: I was surprised the degree to which women who are really well-off still worry about being bag ladies. Yeah, And one example that occurs to me is Sheila Johnson. She's one of the BET founders, right? right? Yeah. Highly successful, highly motivated. But she grew up in a family that didn't necessarily have a lot of money. And she said she's always worried about going back there. I know. It's amazing how many
0: billionaires and millionaires say, like, I'm afraid to be a bag lady, just like the rest of us, right? And so I think what that shows to us is that we need to be on top of our money because the only way we're not going to become bag ladies is if we become aware of our investments. We open those bank statements. We go to the the meetings with our financial advisors. We have the conversations with our spouses about money. Um, the amount of money sometimes you have is irrelevant. It's the level of knowledge that I think can help you feel more That's empowered, right. you know? Um, so you can be a billionaire like Sheila and still be like looking around, you know, looking over it keeps your shoulder. Motivated. It keeps you motivated, for sure.
1: So let's also talk about predictors of career success, because for many women, they're going to make it on their own, right? They have to earn their own money. Yeah. And one of the things I really related to is this idea, which I think I saw first put forward by Sheryl Sandberg and Lean In, which is women often don't see themselves as the leader. They don't they don't put their hand up. They're they're afraid. They're embarrassed. I don't know what it is that holds women back sometimes, but it can be like a mental obstacle. What do you make of that? Right. I don't know if it's the way we're
0: socialized or what the messages were got in terms of, um, you know, be a nice girl type of thing. Don't ask for what you want. But the fact is, no one's going to pick you out and make you a princess, make you a star. You have to ask for it. You have to put your hand up and say, yes, I want to be CEO. Yes, I want to start my own business. Yes, I need funding for my business. And be
1: prepared.
0: And be prepared, right. So that's part of it, too. You really need to know your facts. You need to understand the market, your customer. All of those things have to be part of your conversation but being able to ask for what you want is super important. I think another thing that really differentiates these women is that when they fall, they get back up a lot faster than the rest of us.
1: I love that. You know, you have to be determined. You have to be willing to go for it and not take a setback as the end of your career, right? There's going to be another way forward and you're going to find it.
0: Right. It's an iteration and you're getting you're fine-tuning fine-tuning your business, your skills, all of those things. And there's no such thing as failure. It's just the next version of yourself waiting to happen. And so I think those women who can understand that and keep going despite the naysayers, despite the so-called failures, are the ones who are going to be super successful. So
1: I'm going to tell a story on myself right now, which is, you know, I used to have a daily show here at the Fox Business Network, which was a ton of fun. So fun. But then I didn't have it. Okay, so I lost a show, big setback in my career. But I couldn't say to myself, hey, it's over, right? I wasn't going to say I'm done with television or I'm done with media. I had to find another way. I had to find another opportunity. And so now I'm doing a lot of reporting. I have this fabulous podcast, which I get a lot of help with. And I'm totally engaged, right? And to me, that is the recipe for success is your level of engagement, are you there? Are you plugged in? Are you having fun meeting new people? To me, that's the definition of success. But my definition has changed over time.
0: Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think it's important to be able to pivot and like, let's face it, like five, 10 years from now, some of the jobs we all have may not even exist. So the people, that's right. Right. So the people who are going to be successful are the ones who are going to be able to be adaptable and change with those times and with the market.
1: You know, that's something I find with young women is that often it's difficult for them to, to have that ability to change. You know, you get it in your head when you're in college, this one thing I wanted to, I want to be an anchor at a network or, you know, whatever it is, right? And And coming up with the flexibility to be open to opportunities. This is a mistake I saw myself make multiple times. I'd be on my road to whatever it is I thought I wanted to do, cover Wall Street, whatever. And somebody would say, hey, we've got this opportunity here. Would you like to would you like to 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 cover personal finance for this brand new magazine? And I'd be like, "Not really, not smart, right? I mean, you've got to be open to the world around you.
0: you got to be open. It, you know, it's hard to know it sometimes when you're in it, but also just be open to those voices that say, "Hey, you'd be really good at that because sometimes some people see something in you that you may not see in yourself. They'll see the talent, and you'll be like, "Oh, I never thought of that." So just have the conversation go for the coffee take the meeting. There's nothing
1: to lose from doing that. Go for the coffee and take the meeting. I love that. You know, I was noticing that this past year's Fortune 500 list had fewer women CEOs, 25% fewer women CEOs in the previous year. What's going on? I, uh,
0: I, You know, I think this is the constant battle, right? I think it's still very hard for women to get ahead in corporate America. I think there's still you know, somewhat of a pipeline problem, but also I think What I'm hearing from on my podcast is a lot of the women are getting tripped up in that middle stages of their career. So it's very difficult to make it to those higher rungs when you have so much pressure on you from when you're in middle management, you've got the pressure from the top, pressure from the bottom, and then you've got this family pressure too. Like you're trying to keep your marriage intact, you're trying to raise your kids most likely, you have all these issues pulling at you and many times the workplace still isn't set up, isn't as friendly to women, to working mothers as some working women would like it to be. And I think some of those issues are getting in the way of people advancing to the next level.
1: I Sometimes, though, I think women have such high expectations for execution on every front. They want perfection at home. They want perfection in the office.
0: Can you speak to that? That's a really great point. I was actually just speaking with the CEO of Birchbox, um, Katya, and she was saying how so many women – have such high standards for themselves, and they criticize themselves like, oh, I'm not doing a good enough job for my kids, not doing a good enough job for my employers, and then they feel like they're failing at everything. And she said, you know, you just need to stop and assess, like, the good things you're doing, compliment yourself, reinforce the positive, focus on the positive, because that's the only way you're going to mentally survive all this pressure, first of all, and then acknowledge you actually are doing a really great job. And by the way, there's no such thing as perfect. Like you're not going to ever be able to do your job perfectly or have like the perfect children or whatever perfect marriage. So just let that idea of perfection go
1: for your own sanity. So a friend of mine who's a fella, a male executive, highly successful, does really well, super aggressive, told me the story about himself as a kid. He was He was learning how to swim swim at the local YMCA and maybe maybe five years old, maybe not even that. So they line all the kids up around the pool edge and the instructor says, okay, how many of you know how to swim? Put your hand up. He puts his hand up and he says, okay, jump in if you know how to swim. This guy jumps in. The last thing he remembers is the ladder going by. He had no idea how to swim, but he figured, hey, how hard could it be? Men will do that. Yes. Women will not.
0: They will. Yeah. Men will see a job posting. And if they maybe have about 50% of the characteristics the employer is looking for, they'll apply and be like, hey, I can be CEO. Sure. Why not? I'll figure it out. But women need to have like 99% many times. And we just get in our own way. We don't put our hand up for that reason. We sabotage ourselves many times. And it's these tapes in our heads that say, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're not qualified. You don't deserve higher pay. Like, oh, they're going to get mad at me if I ask for higher pay. We have all these tapes that just sabotage
1: ourselves. And the flip side of that, I think, is I've just been watching a young woman here who's a producer who's running a show now that she didn't previously, and I notice that the writing is really fresh. Why is it really fresh? Because she's a fresh voice. Yep. And it feels new. And, and new is what attracts viewers. You For know what sure. I mean? So it's really interesting to see the impacts that you can have, even if you're not like the fellow who came before you.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you bring your own take to it. You know, we need that fresh creativity. And women have a whole other way of looking at the world than some of the guys do. And that's great. Embrace that and own that. Don't be afraid to use your talents and your skills and put them out there like that.
1: You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to say the name of your podcast. Tell everybody the name of your podcast and what you're trying to do.
0: Sure, Wall Street Journal. I'm sorry, I'll do that again. Wall Street Journal Secrets of Wealthy Women. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, WSJ.com, Stitcher, Spotify. And we're trying to empower women about their money and their careers. We're also writing an ebook based on the podcast that's coming out this March and oh, hopefully you- exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. You can find that on WSJ.com if you're a subscriber there.
1: Great stuff. Veronica, it's so good to sit down with you. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me. And we'll have to have you on Secrets very soon. Yay. Yay. Bye.
1: Today, my special guest, Veronica Dagger, Wall Street Journal wealth management reporter and the host of the podcast, Secrets of Wealthy Women. It's a series of fascinating conversations with successful women talking about how they made it and how they managed their money. The takeaways from this conversation. One, financially successful women take an active role in their finances. They know what they own and they know what they owe. Two, nobody's going to pick you out and make you a star. You have to put your hand up and be able to ask for what you want. And finally, another thing that really differentiates these women is that when they fall down, they get back up. Take a listen to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at Jerry Willis FBN and on Facebook, where my handle is Jerry Willis. You can also find me on Instagram at Jerry underscore Willis. Let us know what you think. Who would you like to hear from? Bottom line, I want to hear from you. What money issues do you want to explore? Tell me and we'll get it on the podcast. Have a great day. And remember, rich is not a four letter word.